0: Hey, so welcome everybody to Just Sippin'. We are chilling in the closet here in Nashville recording EP1. And we're gonna be talking SEC Media Days because that's been going on the past few days.
1: Yes, and we're more like focused on our teams. We don't care about anybody else except for Mike Leach. <laughs> right? He's pretty I funny. Like, I like listening to Mike. I Leach. like
0: listening to him too. He's um, got good stories. But
1: yesterday we had today's Wednesday. Yesterday on Tuesday we had Lane Kiffin go at Ole Miss, and then of course Josh Heupel over at Tennessee. So we're gonna have our little takes on on their um, on their presentations. But before we even get started on what the coaches were saying, who the, who the heck was breathing over the mic? I
0: have no idea. Did you hear it? <laughs> I did hear it. I did hear it. Somebody oh. had like another <laughs> mic going, and the audio guy clearly forgot to turn himself off. Um, or to turn that like hot mic off, and that was bad.
1: There was someone just hyperventilating over the <laughs> mic the entire time. That I think it was the moderator just
0: so bad
1: throughout the entire conference. And I'm like, yo, someone cut this man's mic off. So that's all hot I can hear. Hot mic. That's all I could... <laughs> Yeah, hot mic from his hot breath. Just it was it was crazy. Oh. No, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put that sound bite in there just that man breathing over the microphone but yeah um it was so, <laughs> it <was> so loud <sighs> he's probably so embarrassed
0: i know he had, he probably had no idea until somebody was like bro you breathe through the whole press conference
1: <laughs> did probably, you
0: know that that was you
1: they probably couldn't tell him till like the end of the day too so yeah I, like, I gotta listen to the ones for today and see if no idea if it, if it kept up but that's that was that definitely distracted me but uh i think we should start with lane kiffin because yeah. he was definitely more entertaining.
0: Yeah, and, and just to to kick things off here, I'm Savannah, one of your co-hosts. And this is Trenny, the other co-host. Yes. Uh, for those of you that have not listened to our trailer, this is EP1. So we're excited. But yeah, to jump into to Lane Kiffin. So we can talk Ole Miss. Um, lots of exciting stuff going on. So I was just pumped up to see Lane at an sec media day because it was the first time that he's been at sec media days in 12 years since he was at your school yeah so exciting stuff at least for for us ole miss fans maybe a little you know still sore subject i don't know after that it's been a significant amount of time but still first media days back since he was at tennessee um so i was happy to see Um, him up there on the stage i don't think
1: anybody cares about that anymore I think it'll be okay I, it, I hope like so. when Ole Miss comes to Tennessee this year I'm pretty sure no one's gonna be booing him I, I, I hope not we'll I, see. actually they will he, he they talked
0: will. about that in his media day they asked him how he and we can get to that but that was a topic of discussion and I think he's still a little wary on how people are gonna respond but all in all as an Ole Miss fan it was exciting to see him up there um you know, representing us in in first media days um, since he didn't really get the chance to be a part of that last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk stats first, and then we'll kind of get into some of the stuff he discussed in his his press conference. But, like, looking at this season, a couple things they highlighted and, and that I think we're excited about is on the offensive front, you know, we've got Matt Corral coming back for his junior season. Um, finally got a spring with a coach because at this point he has kind of been all over the place and, and there's not been any consistency on our offense or even coaching staff um, for a spring and fall. Mm-hmm. So he finally got a spring with Lane Kiffin. Um, so we're excited about that. Corral was at Media Days and was able to... You know, talk a little bit in depth, but we've got Matt coming back and we've got eight guys returning on offense um, that are going to be starters, which is great because we were um, pretty up there as far as, you know, being one of the top offenses uh, in the country um, with passing yards. Not as strong in rushing, but I think we're going to see some improvement there this year um, with Jerry and Ely coming back from Soldiers shoulder if I could say that
1: word soldier
0: jeez soldier no, shoulder surgery um so eight returners on offense we got nine guys returning on defense and God knows we needed that um because do anything
1: we, i mean do, have they improved
0: I think they've think improved they I think we focused the secondary of our defense the the backs are, are where we've we've struggled we mm-hmm. can't keep up with the the Alabama receivers the the LSU receivers they were out running us up and down the field last year I think seniority and being able again kind of going back to the same thing with Matt having consistency with the spring going into fall camp going into fall like a game plan on the defensive front will help some of those senior guys and returners we'll see if that's the payoff but I'm hopeful that there's been improvement there and um, you know, it always helps when you've got guys that come back and know and have experience running the defensive plan with these coaches. So, I'm hoping that some of those senior leaders on defense and these returners will step up. We'll see. But nine mm-hmm. guys returning, uh, nine starters returning on defense. Um, couple other stats is looks like according to the fan poll, we're we're only rated. Uh, 2% chance to win the the SEC West, I'd like to argue that. Um, and Ole Miss fans, where the hell are you in voting? I, yeah. I, that was disappointing to see.
1: Is that a fan vote?
0: That was a fan vote. Course, it was a fan yeah, poll. Of the fan Everybody's going to go, go for, for Alabama yeah. or uh, A&M, and A&M was number two. Um, And then LSU's LSU, number three. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I was a little disappointed to see like that fan poll stat roll through, but... Thought it was worth mentioning and and also shouting out that Ole Miss fans should should pipe the fuck up. Yeah, like,
1: they, they need to, and especially with the SEC West. The SEC West, I would say, is, is anybody has a chance. Like if, if saying like the last team in the SEC West, if, it was, if that was Auburn, for example. We don't see Auburn losing to that many people because they're that they're that doggone good. Comparing the SEC West to the SEC East, the SEC West, we feel like they can beat anybody in the SEC East because mm-hmm. they're just that so good in that whole division. So I I feel like anybody there can any of those teams can beat each other. Bama can beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss can beat LSU, and LSU is going to beat Auburn. And it's just it's going to be a wild season. So that's exactly what I'm looking for with the SEC West. And and, and it, I mean, goes like, <laughs> it goes to show
0: like it right. goes to show too. Like you you look at last year. We went in and gave Alabama a run for their money as close as anybody did. Even when they were in the college playoffs, we competed at a higher level than some of their playoff matchups. Just And had a great game. Matt Corral throw, throws a great game. And then the very next game goes and throws six picks against Arkansas in the West. Like It truly in the sec west can be anybody's game on any given day um and that's not even considering injuries uh, like players that you've got out covid regulation that we had to work through last year so i think it'll be interesting to see this year but little disappointed in that fan poll so i figured i'd I'd bring that up and put a subtle plug that we need to get out there and vote more
1: you think there's more Ole miss fans than bama fans
0: no no and you got the bama bandwagoners too half the people who probably vote for them didn't go to bama or don't actually follow they just put their they're a safe better they're Mm -hmm. safe better they're not a gambler and i'd vote bama all right.
1: That is true. <laughs> Would you not? <laughs> I'm not going to. You
0: can't bet against your own team. It's the same way you don't bet <laughs> against your own horse. Uh,
1: no, nah, I don't know. You got to be smart with this kind of stuff, especially with, even with fan polls. But with betting in general, if they're like, hey, 100 bucks, Bama versus Ole Miss, or let's put this raise the stakes even higher if you want to be so confident, like five grand on whoever wins, Bama versus Ole Miss. Who are you just sticking your money on? You gotta be true with yourself.
0: I'm I'm gonna be true with myself.
1: Don't lose your money trying to be. I
0: I don't think I could not bet on Ole Miss. Honestly, I'm too emotionally invested.
1: You can come live in my house. Yeah, your home.
0: I need you to support me when I lose all of my savings. Um.
1: But, but it should be a great year for Ole Miss. I'm definitely very excited for them. Blake uh, Kevin definitely turned Matt Corral around last year. He had a great season. Uh, before that, I thought he was just another scrub, but I think he got really good. So I'm, I'm no, I'm it's a it's a compliment. Okay. Uh, Matt Corral has definitely improved over the last season. i and even with the receivers going to the NFL, I just think uh, Ole Miss is still surrounded by weapons, and especially at the, at how they've been able to develop their receivers. Uh, Matt is going to be just fine.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Matt Corral, uh, Jordan Rogers ranked him number one QB in the SEC coming into this year. Uh, he was at they, – they basically – some of the other guys looked at him and was like, all right, top four quarterbacks in the SEC right now. He put Matt Corral at number one. I right. uh, hope that doesn't bite us, you know, in the butt later. But um, I'm excited. I think he's going to have a great year. And, and that development – and being able to be more consistent now that he has had spring going into fall and last season under his belt with with Kiffin and his staff will be great but um jumping into to Kiffin's press conference uh your first time walking out on this stage it was a good feeling but um i don't know if you caught this first line out of his mouth is is kind of a backhanded like compliment to Greg Sankey mm-hmm. He's like, ah, oh, thank you so much, Commissioner. By the way, thanks for the fine last season. Um, you're hurting my son Knox's <laughs> his
1: college. His college
0: scholarship fund because <laughs> Knox was there with him. And I just, in typical Lane fashion, is keeping us on his toes. I mean, walks out there, shakes his hand, compliments him, but then kind of puts a jab at him like, hey, I remember... How bad you screwed us on that one, and I'm still not over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just love that personality.
1: And while he went up there, it definitely seemed like he came up with the joke in mind. Then he fumbled it. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> fumbling with it, trying to get the words. He out.
0: wasn't sure what he <laughs> wanted to say. Like he knew he wanted to take a jab, and and that's what he does. But he he was doing it in the moment. Yeah. Either it way, worked. comical. It, it was great.
1: Definitely. And Lane, given with the tone of his voice, it's definitely just comical. Whatever he says and uh and i think people got the gist I, I don't know if there were any chuckles or not i couldn't hear it over the guy breathing in the microphone Yeah, but, <laughs> um, definitely a great entrance for lane kiffin yeah um, and, it, and g- taking that jab at greg psychic.
0: it definitely was great so i mean that's how he kicks off the thing and then they start getting into questions a lot of Matt corral talk which we've kind of established so we can we don't have to dwell too much on that but um they they asked him a lot A personal questions, a lot of questions about Alabama and Nick Saban making jabs at Saban. Not a lot about our season, which I was a little disappointed in. Granted, we all want to get a... We all, as a reporter, I'm sure, want to have that like special funny moment with Lane because you can get a rise out of him, Mm -hmm. unlike you can with a lot of other coaches, or you kind of get some banter, but was a little (laughs) bit disappointed in the lack of focus in the questions that he was able to respond to at least in that portion of the press conference as far as like our season and our game plan not even a mention at least during this portion about our season opener against ACC uh, Louisville and I, I'm a little I'm a little worried about how that might play out I think we're ready um, and I'm not gonna bet against my team but we don't play a lot of ACC teams a lot we don't see uh that caliber and granted biasly sec best best conference out there but Mm -hmm. like season opener chick-fil-a bowl in atlanta primetime spot and we didn't even talk about that or how we're preparing for it so was a little disappointed in the lack of, of questioning there or response would have loved to have heard how we are prepping for that type of opponent because we don't see that matchup often um so that was something I was a little disappointed in and then they sit there and they talk about his weight and and food and it was just weird
1: you gotta have the sound bites and I would say those are the best opportunities to get sound bites that whole weekend everyone's asking about games and Ball camp and how is so and so doing how's this transfer doing how are you preparing for the season everyone's giving the same answer like oh we're working hard you know the guys are doing a great job uh coaching each other and motivating each other and it's all gonna be the same answer so when someone like lane kiffin gets up there or the mike leeches or the sam Pittman's, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to have those questions that are just gonna be like oh yeah we're going to be playing this soundbite for years. Yeah.
0: All season long. That's going to be on repeat, like replay, yeah, soundbite. Like the,
1: the little montage that Paul Feinbaum plays before his show, it's going to be right there in the middle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they they asked a lot about how he was liking the Mississippi food, how he's losing weight. Uh, you know, uh, somebody called out uh, his, they even brought up uh, where he cast his ballot Mm-hmm. Back in, in, in 2007 when Tebow, Tebow. Uh, was up and they got they kind of went on a tangent a little bit. And he was like, oh, shit, you brought up Urban. Now I'm, I'm totally off. He's like, I don't even know where to go because I don't even think he was ready for that type of question. But uh, it, it was pretty funny. All in all, I thought he did well handling uh, he, whether it was the personality questions, the game questions. Little disappointed in lack of, of game questions just because... I'm hoping we have a good season, and I do want to hear from him on what his plan is, but uh, some really great sound bites. And I think there was – they even talked about – so the two that stood out to me are, like, the Urban Meyer comment. He talked a lot about Nick Saban, Mm -hmm. called him greatest coach of all time, if ever, of all of sports. Um, And then uh, the other one was just about, you know, players – uh, and we talked about this, being able to now make money, and uh, you know,
1: all this lost his mind about Bryce Young.
0: Yeah, lost his <laughs> mind. Million dollars already, and like, the Wait, season hasn't started. excuse me, what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> a million bucks? <laughs> I, I wish I, I, I was saying earlier, like, I wish I gave, my, gave myself a chance for football. I definitely try to make the team. I yeah. try a lot harder if I knew I was making money. All you have to do is be good enough for college. You don't even have to go to the pros. You just be good enough to college, have a cute face. Um, Good,
0: personality. Good personality, you know, be <laughs> able to work the the media or work the advertisements, and you
1: can make a million, do- million dollars without even uh, taking a snap in the NFL. Absolutely, I mean, taking a snap insane. in college football. So shout out to Bryce Young making that cash. Yeah. Um, my favorite question that, La- that 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 was asked of Lane Kiffin. It was kind of a weird question, like, what else did you, did you expect him to say? But they asked, "Hey, uh, do you have any more like trick plays and surprises for Nick Saban and Bama when you play them again mm-hmm. next year?" Lane was like. Now we're pretty much out of out of trick yeah. plays. We did. We, I think they scored. Uh, I think he said they scored. You all scored 111 11 points total with the old Miss Bama game last year, and uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, all the tricks have been played, yeah, according to Lane Kippen But I'm pretty sure he has some.
0: More. Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, He's not going to show show his hand uh, this early or right, ever. Right. Uh, in that case, he, at least to be able to compete again in the West, you can't ever show your cards. But he
1: always has something. And you were mentioning about hey. Um, Will he get booed next time he comes to Tennessee? I remember he, he got booed when he came with Bama. As he said that coach. up there.
0: He, he's worried about going back to Tennessee. He got because booed. Of that. People
1: were throwing stuff, whatever. But then, kickoff. We kick off to Bama. Bama gets the ball first. First play of the game. Amari Cooper. Boom. 80 yards. <laughs> touchdown. And Lane Kip is just like. Hello? Yeah,
0: shut that up real quick. <laughs> Anybody else talking?
1: <laughs> and then I, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I mean, yeah, the Tennessee fans shut up after that. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, for the most part.
0: I'm so excited uh, for that game as an Ole Miss fan. I mean, put Lane aside, that's a whole nother thing.
1: I, so I, the last time
0: Ole Miss and, and Tennessee played was 2014, mm-hmm. as we've now Googled. Um, thank you all for bearing with us. Um, <laughs> at, at Oxford, Ole Miss beat you guys 34-3 what do you think this matchup will be I'm excited I've never been to a game at Tennessee I can't wait to freaking go uh, I can't
1: wait for you to join me
0: I can't wait um, but like Kiffin aside just that matchup several years a, a little bit of time meddling like what do you think that's gonna look like
1: uh, with Lane Kiffin being an offensive mind with Josh Hypo being a strong defensive mind historically of of uh, his time at UCF and Missouri um I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a bunch of going back and forth, a lot of scoring uh, a lot of energy and always at Tennessee whenever we have the cross matchup with the SEC West minus Bama every year um but that other team we always play with whether it's LSU or when Auburn comes to town um it's gonna be just as fun with Ole Miss and mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be ready and it's gonna be a fun time.
0: I think it's gonna be I'm a blast. Excited. I think a lot of I think a lot of rebels will travel to that um it's not that far of a drive you know there are some places that too far can't make that drive i think it's five hours from oxford maybe six i mean when you're looking at the sec yeah because it's it's four hours from oxford to nashville um and that's if they go this way i don't know if there's a faster route up through you know alabama and go up the east side i'm sure there's a faster way but not that far of a travel game uh, a rare matchup um i think we'll have a lot of people travel out for it but i'm excited and uh kiffin kiffin even said he, he's excited i think he's a little nervous though to be back after getting booed the last time so yeah
1: booed and he got hit with a like i remember he when he was running out at the end of the game he got nailed with the water bottle and he knocked the visor off his head
0: <laughs> the visor yeah he knocked staple, that visor straight yeah.
1: on the ground i was like oh man y'all are rude
0: oh my gosh. But
1: you know you know tennessee fans or well, fans in general they get a little rowdy and
0: for sure. A little,
1: little disrespectful. but he, It's going to be a fun game, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Watch and it be
1: a noon kickoff. <laughs> I swear, dude. Watch it be a noon kickoff.
0: Honestly, though, like noon is better. So you guys are Eastern, which gives you a little bit more time. We were Central, so it was an 11, 11 a.m. kickoff. And we used to get up and start drinking for those games at like 6.30 in the morning. It's ridiculous. Like... I don't, trying to chug a hot beer in the grove at 9 30 a.m was never fun so i'm really hoping it i want to be in a night game at y'all stadium at neyland i i want sure. to i've never been there uh, you know a hundred thousand plus like i want the environment and the feel and that's what i'm hoping for if it's a noon cake we'll still be there but
1: yeah, be a we'll little bit different there. of a crowd no keep an eye out for that episode or that even not that episode our social medias um, uh, th- th- we're we'll definitely be posting a lot during that weekend. While me and Savannah are gonna be parting it up in Knoxville, going to the Ole Miss Tennessee game. Uh, follow, follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram at I am Trini, and um, I I hit follow back.
0: Yeah, he'll hit follow back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've got for Ole Miss. All in all, uh, I think we had a, a pretty good showing at SEC Media Days. It's always comical when Lane's up on stage. Last thing I'll throw, and then we'll flip it to Tennessee. Uh, the stat right now is we're projected to win 7.2 games um, this seven, year. It, it was like the, the statistic is what they threw out there. So
1: 7.2. What's that calculation? So win 7.2 games, so you win like two games? 7.2%?
0: No, it was like on average, I, I guess we were polled again is what I'm assuming this was, is that people said we would win roughly seven games.
1: Okay, got it got it i get it the average in seven at least seven games okay at least we're going bowling
0: yeah so uh, i mean we went bowling (laughs) one last year sorry sorry i should have clarified that but that was kind of like the last stat that that they brought up um that's kind of what we're projected at as of right now um i think that's fair um When looking at our matchup, I mean, we've got to go against two frees. And and Liberty, who went 10-3 and in a big bowl game, and our old coach, literally our entire old coaching staff is now at Liberty. Like, they've been there, done that, Ole Miss. So, I think, and Louisville, another big team. Like, they might not have had the the best run in the last two years, but, you know, they've got a good history. Lamar Jackson, they always are are typically up for a bowl game. So, we've got a a pretty – um strenuous schedule so that's that's kind of where we're at as far as the projections go right now I'm excited for it but um that wraps up my my Ole Miss SEC media days let's flip it to Tennessee first time your coach has been to an SEC media days give us your thoughts Trini
1: well you know Tennessee is you're talking about (laughs) strenuous schedules and getting predicted to win this many games. With Tennessee, it's kind of like a wild card this year. So you're talking about having this consistency every year with Matt Corral. You get some consistency with returning starters, and, mm-hmm. and we're coming into our third season in a row where we still don't know who our starting quarterback is. Mm. <laughs> and that was a lot of the questions throughout the throughout the day today. Uh, Coach Heupel, I mean, he's a and he's a pretty much straightforward guy. He's not going to have all the sound bites as a, like Lane Kiffin or anything like that, but um he he talked about a little bit about the competition he talked a little bit about how um uh, joe milton and and um and hendon hooker and how brian mauer and and the freshman harrison bailey have all been uh pretty much uh competing back and forth for that starting job and And for the
0: for the listeners who who don't know there are four people competing for that qb starting spot right now as of right now going into fall camp yes okay
1: yes exactly so we don't no one knows. Uh, and then with the new coach, no one knows. It's just kind of like we just have those regular sound bites of, okay, it's going to be a great season. We're going to be working hard all we all summer. Uh, we're going to be preparing for everybody. Um, uh, the, my favorite part of uh, Josh Heupel's uh, pre, uh, press conference was I, he did dodge it the first time because someone asked a double question. And the second half of the question was, hey, what's the difference between, between recruitment and recruitment? of being at ucf and now at tennessee mm-hmm. he just completely ignored it and then like <laughs> and then 10 minutes later
0: want to answer that one <laughs> 10 minutes later
1: another guy comes up he's like hey uh i believe you missed this question earlier um what's the difference between recruiting down at ucf and then now at tennessee mm-hmm. his only answer was hey uh they start recruiting like earlier in the year and and uh, it's they, a little we, disappointing. we started like uh, early spring and 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 kind of like at ucf it was like a little bit more in the, to the summer just left it at that, and you know, you know what he we wanted him to say is like, "Hey, man, SEC
0: is a lot.
1: You get some actual, dogs up here in the SEC." Yeah, <laughs> and he
0: he wasn't ready to give that soundbite. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: I mean, he probably still has a lot of great relationships with people down at UCF, I'm sure. and he doesn't want to break that relationship or say something that that will that would uh. uh, uh disrespect them at all
0: right right nobody wants to but that's definitely what the that's the what bite that they wanted at. to get out of him yeah
1: lane kiffin would do it
0: oh he would have, would
1: have. say, hey he these would have boys brutally, are big up here yeah. <laughs> they're big fast and i can't wait to have them on my team i got
0: number one i got number two <laughs> i got five
1: stars back and forth yeah <laughs> oh, oh uh, but uh jo uh coach hypo um the hype train the hype button uh, that's what everyone's calling them. Uh, we're really excited. I know UCF and, and just his history in general. Uh, UCF has been ranking pretty high in the rankings in all of college football for the past couple of years with Josh Heupel as the as their leader. And Tennessee, we've been uh, that's been our struggle for the past few years is offense. Mm-hmm. Um, our defense has actually been pretty solid, but offense is definitely where we need some help. One, just just being uh, efficient and uh, productive. And then two, we need to find a starting quarterback. For the past two years, as I said, we've been switching two, three quarterbacks at a time in one game sometimes, just because we're just experimenting throughout the season.
0: At this point, you don't know who you're going to go with, and there's nope. no direction, and so they're just testing to see if anything sticks. It's basically like throwing spaghetti at the wall.
1: Exactly. So we'll see. Um, but it, it's it's exciting. Uh, Coach talked a little bit about... Um, he, I think he, I think he did stick his foot in his mouth. He said something about, hey, it's gonna be a lot of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be doing a lot of spread offense, a lot of ten personnel instead of twelve, uh, uh, twelve eleven personnel. We're gonna be hitting a lot of ten personnel, a lot of spread offense. And uh, that kind of insinuates like, hey, we're going to be passing the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, hey, what about the running game? And then he switched up. He's like, oh, it's going to be very balanced. We're going uh-huh. to have some running backs in there. Kind of got um, caught in
0: the question. And then at the
1: same time, it, it will be some some youth at running back. I know um, we'll, we lost the we lost one to graduation, and then a couple to transferring, and um, and so there's not really much a uh, 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 clearness. And I mean, the, what's going to happen this season?
0: Yeah, and you bring up the transfer thing, and we and we haven't talked about that yet. But now people can transfer in and out. it's another new rule, and it was something that Lane mentioned on his press conference. Was you know how do you deal with the loss of of a big time um, returner, at least for Ole Miss? And he's like, you know, a lot of people are upset that we lost him, but can we blame him because the same way a student can now transfer um, is exactly what coaches do when they get a better opportunity or when something else is presented. And so, like, how many, I don't know if you know or um, if you've got off the top of your head, but, like, how many returners, offense to defense, do you guys have? (laughs) Was there, was there a lot of who movement knows, on the Tennessee front, like or like quarter- where are you guys at with with the people you've got who are returning this year?
1: At quarterback, we had 16 different starters, so not, Woo! not that's of course that's exaggeration. So we don't I, we we hardly had a legit starter there. I think we have uh, probably three on the offensive line, two maybe maybe five starters on offense, maybe, um, and then we lost a couple to the league. I would say maybe 10 of 22 starters are, are okay. returning. Okay. Um, yeah, we lost Eric Gray and uh, our running back, star running back, um, out of Memphis. Shout and, out. Uh, he and he transferred to Oklahoma. Wanya Morris, offensive line, transferred mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. And then on the defensive end, Henry Toa, star, went to Bama. Mm. And, you know, he they found those better opportunities. I mean, no right. hard feelings to them. But, I mean, they, they did lose the coach that recruited them. That that kind of plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but from but from there, uh, 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 I'll be honest. I mean, from from last year, and with them still experimenting throughout fall camp, I don't know who these players are. Yeah. I, I don't know any other names. I know some of them, but yeah. uh, th- there's gonna be a lot of new faces this year. Uh, j- uh just as, just how uh, how they've been uh carouseling the players over the past couple of years. So gonna be a lot of new faces. But I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna be prepared very well, and that's and that's what so that's what they for. that's what they tried to uh kind of digging into people's brains during this SC meeting today. Like, hey, we we still got some great players here. We still going to have a, a, a some great uh, uh, productivity and great success. And, and so it gets, it gets people a little bit excited.
0: Yeah. Maybe, so with maybe, this, maybe this right. quarterback race, who's your pick? Based off of, of what you know or just what you've seen, who are you thinking is going to get this? If you were to pick, who's your starter spot?
1: I want to see Brian Maurer succeed so well. I think this is, it, this is his third season? Yeah. Third season, and um, he's only gone through a couple injuries. Uh, but I, I would say he's a fan favorite. Being at Tennessee for a while, he's definitely mm-hmm. very gritty. He gets he's gotten a couple injuries in the in the game and come back out there and kept playing. So everyone loves him. Uh, he's got a couple huge plays as well for against some huge SEC rivals. So everyone likes Brian Mauer, Harrison Bailey, the star freshman. Like he's real young. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a pocket passer. He's not a runner, so he's got, he's definitely he may fit well into what Josh Heupel is trying to uh, succeed. Um, and then um, the two transfers. Uh, Hendon Hooker and, and Joe Milton. I'm um, just getting to know him. Uh,
0: still seeing what's there. Still, still, yeah.
1: Still seeing what's there. But my my pick is Brian, given that he's been a, been in Tennessee for a while and um and uh and and has the fan base on his side. So uh, and honestly, I think he did. I think he probably had the the most promising performance at the Orange and White game. Well, from what from my from my opinion, and that's just me may just be me just like liking him a lot and like oh yeah he had a couple great behind yeah 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 so brian brian is my pick okay that's
0: exciting um well hopefully as we dive more into this and we start paying a little bit closer attention when fall camps you know starts up uh we'll be able to to dive a little bit more into how this qb competition is going and i'll definitely be excited to to follow that i i know tennessee needs some stability in in that that lead role um and for your offense so it'll be exciting to watch this this qb competition and with the new coach and uh and the new game plan you know what ends up happening but
1: hypo talked a lot about this being a new age tennessee like same same tradition everything but new age tennessee someone asked him like hey what do you mean by new age he's like okay you know we're gonna be excited we're gonna have a lot of energy you know what that means? It means that we're finally going to start winning some doggone games and have some more seats <laughs> and have some stability, at least at the quarterback position. Like we need to know who our starting quarterback is, mm-hmm. and, um, and and I'm excited to see the that that uh, go into play and, and see that uh, uh, that result be played out onto the field. Yeah. And that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. So let's let's go with this new age Tennessee, and and hopefully it's the it's the best it's the best age of Tennessee.
0: Yeah, because we're excited. still talking.
1: We're still talking about '98. We need to <laughs> get over that. <laughs> but no, uh, the the fans are still stuck in '98. Um, uh, and just touch on LSU for a second. The uh, coach O was telling us that uh, every year they're every year for probably until they win another championship, they're gonna say, "Oh, that 2019 LSU mm-hmm. team." And they, as as track record shows, with Tennessee always talking about feels like '98, make it like '98. Let's do it again like '98. It's gonna be going on forever. So,
0: do you win
1: another? Twenty-five years ago, people. Let's move on. <laughs> let's
0: let's win another. Let's,
1: That's what um, we need. You even know? if we never win another one for the rest of our lives, let's get over. Let's get over whatever we won in the past. Yeah, it was just so long ago. I mean, this may just be me talking. I've not been a Tennessee fan my entire life, so I'm sorry if I disrespected anybody by saying that. But you know. Let's move forward. Let's, yeah, let's be in the present. How
0: are we gonna How are we gonna progress the program at this point? Where How are we gonna execute, progress, implement? Like Peerless
1: Price would have caught that ball. I do comparing people to Peerless Price. Oh
0: man. Well, yeah. uh, so Tennessee. Who's your season opener? Well, what's do they talk much about that? Like well, anything on that front? Like who you guys starting with? Um, did they talk about that on on SEC media days? What's your take?
1: They didn't. Hmm. I don't think they talked much so about
0: it. Similarly to Kiffin, they talked
1: didn't... a lot. They talked a lot about literally like who's on your team this year, who's starting, <laughs> who started, who stayed, yeah, and who who the, who these transfers that are coming in. That's what I thought. I thought that's why I wouldn't, that's why I would not it. We we play on a Thursday, Bowling Green. All right. So
0: hopefully win.
1: Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> not like. Woo! Well, not like a couple years ago when we started the season off by losing to Georgia State, then we lost to BYU the week after. Never again. Never again.
0: I remember that. What was that? 2018 or 19? season? That was
1: the 2019 season. 2019. I
0: remember watching that. That was that was rough.
1: I was at a wedding and I was watching. My Actually, fun.
0: we we were living next door to each other at that point in 2019 because I think I talked to you about it. I was like, that was a rough couple games. Yeah. Um, uh, a rough start but
1: no we play Bowling Green it should be fun last time we played Bowling Green was probably that um i think it was the 2015 season we played at Nissan Stadium here in Nashville nice and uh we beat the brakes off them i'm sure <laughs> uh but that was a that was a huge year um for for that team um but uh yeah we got Bowling Green on September 2nd i think we're the first SEC team to play um for the season being on that Thursday yeah so
0: no that would make sense well i'm excited anything else from your end on on tennessee media days that you wanted to cover
1: nope that's pretty much it it's <laughs> it's it was it was very cut and dry like hey these are our players here's a here's a here's our, uh here's alante taylor here's valus jones and um and they all gave their pretty much kind of scripted answers like, yeah this is what's going on but um all in all it's good to see alante taylor still here he's He's uh, he's really bought into the culture. I know someone asked him like, "Hey, you see all your friends transferring like, why why'd you decide to stay?" He's like, "Hey, I I've, I grew up in Tennessee. I know that I this is all bigger than me. Wearing this power tee is bigger than me. I want to be here in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see myself anywhere else. I want to continue and finish my school here. I'm I'm ready to be evolved. So it's good to see uh, Lante Taylor. He's he's definitely a leader on the team. He's a leader on the campus as well, uh, and all for the student athletes. So." Um, excited to see him return and and also another familiar some more familiar faces as well but other than that that's all we got to build off of is the sec media day saying hey we're preparing we'll see what happens first first game yeah if we're actually good or not
0: well i'm excited uh we've got a lot to come you guys be sure to tune in next week we'll i think we might have a a guest uh speaker uh, a friend of ours uh join in and kind of give her two cents on on sec and then we'll start ramping up for fall camp and and what to expect is that kicks off the first week of august and getting ready into the season uh maybe talk some season projections where we think our wins and losses are going to be uh, on our schedules and uh, i think it, it'll be an exciting time but uh cheers and uh here's to drinking next week
1: did you hear that do it again <laughs> That was incredible. One more time. One (laughs) more time.